0: with a practice helping many women around the world to heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy. And it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat, and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a culinary nutrition expert specializing in hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more, and who is obsessed with the power of food on our ability to heal our bodies, as well as finding the ways to make it easy and happy to make these changes with our crazy, busy lives. Pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Hey guys, welcome back to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast and today I have my favorite guest, my mama, Rachel, the naturopathic doctor. Welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So today we're going to be talking all about iron. So I have a question for you. Why are we here talking about iron?
1: Well, Iron is very, very important, being that we are women, and uh, when we have a menstrual cycle and we lose a lot of blood, not a lot, but when we bleed, we are losing iron, and there are all kinds of repercussions that have to do with that. For one thing, first of all, just to know what the iron is so important for is that it transports the oxygen through the blood to all the cells in your body, okay? And it has a very important function of supporting the production of thyroid hormone. And also because it transports oxygen to all the cells of the body, if you don't have enough iron, you're going to not feel so well.
0: So what does that mean? What does it look like not feeling so well?
1: Okay, so the, the number one thing that happens when you're low in iron is that you're very, very tired and you have no energy. And we, we see a lot of women that feel like that and they might think, oh, it's because, you know, they're up all night with the children, with the babies, or they're just busy all day with their job and the family. But it could also be a sign that you're low in iron when you're always tired. That's interesting
0: because, you know, I don't think there are many women that don't say that they're tired,
1: right? Well, um, another, another sign is that um, when you are having menstrual bleeding, you might have very, very, very heavy bleeding. And that is a sign of low iron sometimes, which is funny, because you would think that you would have less blood With low iron, but it's like a ripple effect. You have less iron and then you bleed more and then you're bleeding out your blood. So you have even less iron and it's just a keeps going like that.
0: It's interesting because I read that when you're low on iron, your body produces more androgens, which are the hormones that. They're a little more towards male hormones, and that that and that makes the uterus thicker, and that's also why you bleed more in the end.
1: That that is so, and also that uh, has something to do with the period p- pain as well. Um, you're not oxygenating your uterus, so you're going to suffer from pain. You might have pains in other parts of your body, too, and things not functioning like a little bit of brain fog because you want to oxygenate your brain. And, you know, that's like...
0: It sounds like iron is really like a basic, like a base for just being able to function and breathe. It's basically oxygen.
1: Yes. And it's uh, interesting that you said about the breathing because my mother was uh, visiting with us and she kept getting out of breath. Like she would walk a few steps and get out of breath. And my mother really exercises all the time and she's really in very, very good shape for a woman her age.
0: And I could also say that I was with her in COVID during the lockdown and the thing that upset her most was that she wasn't able to hit the gym.
1: Right. (laughs) Anyway, and um, she was just out of breath all the time. And we took her for a blood test and she was severely anemic with very, very low iron. So that's also one of the symptoms and also you um, a lot like you can easily bruise. So that's something to look out for.
0: Okay. So if someone has these symptoms, what blood tests do you recommend taking to test your iron levels?
1: Okay. So there are different blood tests. One is um, to test for the iron, which shows how much iron you have in the in your blood. But more importantly, is to test your ferritin levels because a ferritin shows your storage of of iron, which is stored in your uh, liver, and that's very important for like getting released. When you need the iron. So,
0: if someone were to go to the doctor and say, I need to check my iron, would they necessarily send you for a ferritin test as well as an iron test?
1: Usually not. Usually, doctors just check the hemoglobin and they say, Oh, the hemoglobin is fine, which is like the, it shows like how rich your blood is. And then they don't even bother checking your iron levels or your ferritin levels. The problem is that when you check the hemoglobin, it could look normal, but you still can be low on iron. It's just that it takes a long time for the hemoglobin to go low when you're low in iron. When, when it's finally is low, the hemoglobin is low, then you know that your iron is severely very, very, very low. and You could have already like nipped it in the bud when it was a little low and uh, done something to help it
0: okay so any other tests or is that
1: Yeah, you know, we'd also check test transferrin, which uh which shows about the storage you know how it gets stored and transferred into ferritin and, uh, those are three three basic tests
0: Okay, so, you know, we recently had a lady in the clinic that had something very interesting and different than what we usually see in women, which is that she had too much iron. So could you explain to us what that means, having too much iron?
1: Yes, there is a phenomenon that um, there, that some women and men, like some people, have this problem that, they're, uh, that they store too much iron, and it's called iron overload or hemochromatosis. And um, you see it in people of certain denominations. I think Africans and uh, Eastern European Jews might have it. And uh, you'd see that in the iron test that the iron is very, very high. high. And when you're in um, when you're in childbearing years and you have your period, usually the ferritin doesn't get very high. If it got very high, it would be a, a problem. And uh, after childbearing years, like after you stop having your period, you have to be careful. And usually, they have you donate uh, do a blood donation to like lower the iron in your blood. So that you stay, uh, you know, level.
0: So I just had a question (laughs) that I know we actually didn't talk about this before, but what about in childbearing years, but when you're nursing and don't have your period, so you don't have that bleed that helps with the ferritin levels? Right. What do you do in cases like that?
1: Well, you, you definitely would have to go and consult with a doctor. Like usually when you have this iron overload, you are being watched by a doctor and then they decide what to do.
0: Okay, that's of, important. Yeah. Okay, so let's move back to people with iron deficiencies and let's talk about iron-rich foods. Can you tell us what you recommend?
1: Um, yes. Um, well, first of all, the the... Food that is the richest in iron is actually livers and uh, red meat now um, livers the liver is a part of the body that holds in all the toxins of your body, so I would you know I wouldn't always recommend that, but if you are going to have liver, I would recommend having um, liver that is organic and without antibiotics and hormones and also meat. Um, Other than that, we can go to plant-based foods. And foods that are very rich in iron are legumes, such as uh, lentils and uh, trina which is made out of sesame seeds.
0: Or tahini.
1: Tahini. Um, And also quinoa has a lot. And also green leafy vegetables. The thing with green leafy vegetables, including spinach, is that it isn't easily absorbed into the body unless you have it with vitamin C. So it's always good to eat it with some lemon or grapefruit or um, orange or pepper even. Pepper has a lot of vitamin C and then you're helping the absorption.
0: Right. A few other vegetables that are very rich in vitamin C are even tomatoes and broccoli so and Berries. Berries, that's right. Kiwi also. Right. So sometimes nutrition alone, when, when there are women that are very deficient, is not enough. So what supplements would you recommend?
1: Okay, this is very true. And um, I do recommend supplements. Okay, the thing is that pill supplementation can cause a person to become constipated. And we don't want that. That's very uncomfortable, and it's not healthy. So I always recommend liquid supplement. And um, the, there's like the Spatone is a liquid iron supplement that you could just add to orange juice, or um, Flora Vital is a very good supplement that is made also. What's the advantage to Flora Vital is? It's made with all kinds of vegetables and berries and is also is a supplementation for B vitamins.
0: Okay, that's interesting. So let's kind of sum up what we've learned today. First of all, I think we realized that iron is important for menstruating women, and we realized how important the stores of iron iron, meaning the ferritin, are absolutely crucial. So any women that has deficiencies that look kind of like low energy, heavy bleeding, breathlessness, and easy bruising, and even more period pain should really get checked. And when they do get checked, they should make sure they're getting checked for the right things, which is the iron, the ferritin, and? Transferrin. And the transferrin. Okay, so we also talked about iron overload, and then we talked about the different foods we could eat, whether they're animal or plant-based. We gave you a few different options, and we talked about supplementation that could help with the healing process.
1: Thank you so much for being here today, Iman. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I'm wishing you all good health.
0: Thank you so much, and thank you guys for joining. I'll see you again, same place, next time. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping each Thursday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I wanted to ask you, are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause? endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else, did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program. This four-month program We work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious, nuanced-for-you nutrition as well as supplements as needed. I help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes. And we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life. Reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other. Your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.